Good morning. Good morning. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the channel. Guys, we have a very, very interesting conversation uh, on the podcast this morning here on the on the channel that we're going to have. It's going to be an organic conversation. We didn't we didn't put no notes down. We didn't uh, set no notes up because we wanted this conversation to be as organic as possible. So we don't when you're using when you have a conversation of this nature, you don't want to actually have any notes because you want real reactions to things that are going on in situations like this. So we didn't prepare any notes for this. We're just going to go at it. And you guys are going to experience this in its rawest form, not in a form that will get me removed from YouTube or not in a form that will get us taken off social media, but in a form where you guys can understand exactly what we're saying and exactly what's happening. This morning I have with me my special guest, my cousin, Jamal Bowens. Go ahead and say what's up to the people, Tut. Hey, what's going on out there? All right. So check it out, guys. Generations of Hidden Secrets. As we get right into it, if you're new to this channel, click that subscribe button and you hit the notification bell on your way out so you're aware when I make new videos. And if you're on the podcast, if you like this podcast, click that button, follow the podcast, share the podcast, and let everybody know what podcast you're listening to, which is... All right, guys, let's get right into it. We're going to start this conversation with a story. And from this story, the conversation will begin. We're going to start it with a story of a girl named Tiana. Tiana lives at home with her mom, who is a single mom. Tiana never knew her dad. And Tiana's mom is the type of lady who loves to have hot girl summers, even in the wintertime. So Tiana's mom usually brings her over to her grandmother's house. At Tiana's grandmother's house lives her uncle RJ RJ is unemployed he sits around he plays video games all day and RJ is just the type of person who just doesn't have the umph if we want to say to get out get off his butt and go get a job RJ is also rumored to be a sexual predator in the family Many family members know RJ for allegedly touching on people. But because Tiana's mom wants to continue her hot girl summer through the winter and the fall, she brings Tiana around her grandmother's house anyway. So once they arrive, Tiana's mom drops her off. She gets out the car. And at the door is Uncle RJ. Now, apart from RJ being an alleged offender or an alleged uh, child predator, 
he's also really cool with a lot of the family members, and he's known to be a bit of a jokester as well. So Tiana's not really afraid of RJ because he always has a joke or two to tell her when she comes around. So on this day, RJ is the only one at the house. Tiana's mom is so anxious to go out and have this hot girl summer. She says, okay, whatever. RJ should be cool and she should be cool in the house with him. A mistake Tiana's mom shouldn't make. But when parents are so focused on their personal well-beings and selfishly making decisions based on what they want to do, children are usually left to their devices. So they go in the house. They sit here. Uh, she sits down on the couch. RJ tells her, hey, I'm here now. We're about to have some fun. Uncle RJ got you. Don't worry about it. So he goes in the kitchen. He prepares her something to drink, asks her if she wants something to eat, and she says yes. So he makes her something to drink and something to eat. As he sits down, he rubs both his legs and he looks at her. He starts to ask her questions about her day and questions about school and different things of that nature. She reciprocates. And then he said, hey, you want to watch a movie? I got this movie that I, I was just going to look at, and I want to know if you want to watch it with me. You know, I know your mom, I know your mom usually doesn't allow you to watch these type of movies, but you okay, you and Uncle RJ. I got you. Okay, yeah, we can watch this movie. Okay, you you ready to watch it? Okay, let's go. I'm going to turn it on. Uncle RJ turns on. A M17 movie for mature audiences only. As he turns on this movie, he looks to see Tiana's reaction to the first scene. The first scene, a guy and a woman is kissing. The guy is rubbing on the woman. This act leads to the people on the scene having a moment, an intimate moment, which shouldn't be viewed by a kid. Uncle RJ looks at Tiana to see her reaction to what's on the screen. As he looks at her reaction to see what's on the screen, he asks her, have you ever done anything like that? And she moves over a little bit and asks and says to him, no, I haven't done anything like that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them. You know, you don't have to be afraid. We're here. We're watching something, a movie, right? You're cool. And then all of a sudden, he touches her on the leg as the man did the woman in the movie. But as she moves away again, he said, oh, I apologize. And he turns the movie off. And he said, what would you like to watch other than that? We won't, we won't watch that movie then. Do you want to watch something else? She says what else she would like to watch. He turns it on for her. He goes upstairs and tells her to just go ahead and watch TV. He'll take a nap, and he leaves it at that. For the rest of the day, he doesn't say anything else to her. He doesn't try to touch her again. But this introduction to something that can be something that goes on time and time again, every time she goes over there, 
has now opened the door for more touching. What is your thoughts on that story, Devon? Oh wow, that's a uh, it's it, it, so many ways you could touch on that story, and you know the uncomfortability that you know I'm pretty sure that young lady went through, and you know, uh, you know, the trust that had to been broken from you know a child aspect to a parent, and somebody she relied on it could only be insurmountable. So you know, it it's 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 cringing, you know, because you have to live in a household where you have basically a sexual predator right there preying on you, your your, your instincts, preying on your emotions, preying on your, your livelihood, and basically you are living to satisfy someone that has predator instincts in them. And just heartless. My story on that, I, my heart goes out to, you know, Tiana on that one because it's like, I can only imagine what, you know, someone would be going through on that type of aspect, on that type of scale. And, you know, you, you know, you can't reach out for help. You know, the embarrassment, the indignity, the innocence of it all. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Right. Such an such a innocent... It was such an innocent thing that happened because Uncle RJ didn't do anything past that. And people would say, Okay, he touched her on the he touched her on the leg. You know, he could have been just trying to, you know, make sure she was okay, but you have to understand what happened in the beginning of turning on a movie that's M rated for a child. Right. And that's what I'm saying. She basically was playing, you know, playing the strings, playing to the strings of a predator, you know, because uh, uh, the 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 craziness of, you know, being in a household, you're supposed to feel safe in your home. You're supposed to feel, you know, the most emotionless time. And what I mean by that, you're supposed to be fearless when you're in your home. That is your safety place. And to know you have to have a constant guard up because I'm pretty sure Tatiana, you know, Tiana was nervous. She was scared. You know what I mean? Because somebody she looked up to and she predicated to, you know, that, you know, is, is basically preying on her and, and messing with her innocence and, and trying to basically upscale her life and set her life on. This predator is basically, because that's what... RJ is is a predator. He's basically changing her timeline, so to speak, of her life. She was set on a path that she had control of up until that point to where this predator, RJ, felt the need to try to intervene and mess with her innocence. It's messed up. It's crazy. It's crazy. Exactly. See, because what what happens in situations like this, um, the predator is playing. If you want to say pity pat, you know how you 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 go in, you go out, you go in, you go out. It's a, it's also right. a, t- a chat type of game, and we have to understand right. something. Go ahead. 
No, no, I was listening. I, I oh, was okay. agreeing with you. I'm sorry. About it's all right. It's it's also a tit for tat type of game, right? Um, it's a touch to see a reaction. It's the movie to get a reaction. Um, and what we have to understand how predators operate. Predators know their prey. They they seek their prey out for years. Sometimes, sometimes they seek them out, and for months they look at how the mom operates. Tiana's mom is, you know, trying to have hot girl winter, fall, summer, spring. She's always gone, so Tiana is always alone. And and the predator sees this. See what people have to understand: the lioness is not going to go into the field and look for an adult gazelle because the adult gazelle is smarter, it's faster. And it's not able to be caught as quick. They're going to look for that little innocent gazelle that doesn't know anything, you know, whose mind is uh, basically warped. And they're going to attack that gazelle. They've probably sat there for minutes, you know, crouched down in the grass, salivating and everything until the moment that they can strike and catch that Mm -hmm. baby gazelle. Like a prey. Like yeah, prey. like prey. Yes. Like prey. Yep. So once they have their claws inside of the prey, they systematically destroy the prey from the inside out. The right. touch, which was just a touch, and he didn't do anything else, was was the beginning of something that will go on. Because see, to her, he didn't do anything. He allowed. He he backed off, and that was his way of of actually psychologically tricking her into believing he would do nothing more. Now let's 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 expound on this a little bit more. The day goes on. Tiana Mom comes and picks her up. Uncle RJ comes downstairs and says goodbye to her, gives her a hug. She goes into the car. And her mom says, okay, how was your day? What did y'all do? Oh, I watch movies. I watch movies all day, and he gave me something to eat, gave me something to drink, and he was upstairs taking a nap all day. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, uh, I know he can get funny sometimes. He didn't get funny with you, right? No, no, he didn't get he didn't get funny with me. You know, he was upstairs all day, and nothing happened. That was it. Now, in that instance... Why wouldn't Tiana tell her mother Uncle R.J. touched her? Right. You know, in your in your opinion, why did you think she would not mention that she was touched? Fear. Fear. I had a I had I had a person tell me one time. I, I said, "Why didn't you tell your mother that you know this person was doing something to?" And they said, unequivocally fair. They was afraid to go to the mother and father, and not because they would hurt them more, say. It was more so because the fear of what they will react, how they will react, how, what would happen, and how catastrophic, and how embarrassing would it be to them, you know, because they're not educated on that. You know what I mean? You think, oh, you know, something sexual, something being done towards you uncomfortable, and, you know, 
as a child, as any child would, you know, think, you know, it's the end of the world. This, this is not right. This is not supposed to be. This does not feel right. And then when you have somebody of authority or somebody that you have respect for that is trying to, you know, basically implement their own thing or have, you know, your other family members or your other friends sitting there saying, title telling, that's not cool. You know, because basically the way things are set up is designed to break you or to keep you silent, even when you need to speak up. You know what I mean? Even as a child, even a lot of games that's played is basically designed to shut you up. But that's basically a molester game because a molester teaches that to kids. Yeah. Stay quiet. Oh, oh, you tattletelling, you saying something. Normally when it's in, and, and always remember that, and that's for anyone. Anytime you, you see a group of kids, young kids, middle-aged kids, uh, teenage kids playing, and you hear that thing tattletelling, ratting, you snitching, it's something going on to where they're trying to break the morale and the silence in a child right there in that moment that a parent needs to investigate. Because there's no game or nothing. What, 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 one, what one thing kids do? They run their mouth. They talk. They brag. Right. So when anytime you're in a circle or you're in a hangout and you're in any type of environment where you're playing something and it's conduced to, oh, you snitching. Oh, you snitching. Oh, you a rat. Oh, you going to run to your mother. Those are all mental warfare to shut you the hell up. Right. From not speaking out and breaking you and keeping you silent on things you need to speak upon about. If you quick to tell your parent, oh, I'm not doing the dishes. Oh, I don't want to go there. But you can't tell your parent that someone is touching you or making you feel uncomfortable or looking at you weird. Then there's a problem. There's a disconnect. Exactly. Um, There's a disconnect. There's definitely a disconnect there because, like you said, and and it's important to understand what you mentioned about telling somebody you're a snitch. You're telling all the time. You're always telling people because we know being a snitch in today's generation, you know, is, is, is really, really bad. And kids hear that and they're like, I'm not a snitch. You know, I'm not. I'm not six nine. Well, they don't want to tell nothing. They right. don't want to tell nothing. But that's a molester. That's that's a molester. That 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 to me, in mm-hmm. today's and yesterday and any other society, that's a molester code of silence to shut a child up. To me, that's there's a there's a wolf in that flock somewhere. And it's something going on inappropriate because why is one of the things got to be tattletelling, snitch, don't say that. It's a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. We teach kids a lot of things. We teach them how to survive. We teach them to speak up, speak out. Right. But when we break their innocence and break what we teach them as parents, as adults, and, 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 and tell them, oh, 
stop snitching or stop ratting. A parent wouldn't tell a kid that because a parent want their kid to talk out. Exactly. It's people yeah. that comes in the flock that teaches kids that. It's cousins that come over. It's friends of the family that comes over. It's adults that comes over in, into the family. It's people from the outside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we do have our siblings, and, and that's normally in the ranks, but a parent know they child. But right. we're talking about when the code of not talking and not saying something come into play is nine times out of ten is when a, a molester is basically willing or ready to sink their teeth into a child, but they're breaking a code of silence. They're already mending them and bonding them and molding them into what they want them to do by ultimately starting into their little friendship and into a little circle of, you know, un- unadulterated, you know, negative thinking. Oh, right. Y'all ratting. I'm not messing with y'all no more. Y'all snitch. Oh, y'all running y'all mouth. And once you start to plant that seed into a flock of kids of four or five, even three, even two, mm-hmm. now you start to build that wall, that wall of hostility, that wall of privativity that shouldn't even be there, that wall of disconnect, that wall of content that comes into a child. You build that. Exactly. Exactly. Just by planting that seed alone, words and values are seeds that are planted through kids, two kids. Right. That's why we teach them. So if you're teaching a child on title, to, I had a friend, one second, I had a friend. He he said my mother trusted both of my abusers. I said, what do you mean by that? He said I had a, I had a, I had a friend, neighbor, that I live next door to the right of me, he was sexing me from the backside. He said, I went door, went next door to the left of me. He was paying me 2 $3 to suck on him until the white stuff came out as private. I said, what? And you ain't tell nobody? I was afraid because they told me don't say nothing. Don't snitch. They'll take care of me. They got me. And if I run my mouth, they'll shoot me. Or they'll make sure I never come outside again. It'll be the end of me. Broke him. Didn't know what to say. Wanted to talk to his mother. But you act out your secrets. Right. You act out your secrets. You become a prisoner of your secrets by not saying nothing. But not by not addressing it, a lot of his uncomfortabilities, a lot of his 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 insecurities, a lot of his his self doubts came into play because he felt like snitching and saying something and and building that bond with his mother or father and letting them know right. what it really is. We we have, we have to look at broken. Yeah. We we have to look at. Telling the kid not to snitch as right. telling the kid, you know, like you're saying, psychologically, if you're telling if you're telling what we're doing here, that makes you a bad person. It doesn't make you a good friend. And right. the thing with children is children want friends. 
They want right. people to and, like and, 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 then, and a lot of it comes from the mothers and, and the parents because they say, oh, tell your father this. Especially single parents, broken parents. You know what I mean? Um, parents that does it, they, they co-parent with the father or father co-parent with the mother because mm-hmm. a lot of things is done. Oh, don't tell your father this. And the child see it. Oh, I'm not going to say this. And they see the results of it. So they begin to adopt that and, and adopt that behavior. Oh, I'm not saying this. Look at my mother. Look at this. Right. It's a, it, 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 it startles me. A lot of these young men today, even in my day, and I'm not that I'm too far from it, we all develop our mentality and our behavior from our mothers. Right. Well, now, nobody wants to admit it. But a lot of our mannerisms is from our mother. A lot of our anger, attitudes, our, our, our vindictiveness is from our mother. And then being that we barely had an absent, we barely had a, a present father, mm-hmm. we had to develop and understand how to be a man by watching TV. I see other men do it in life by looking at the internet or looking at people we admire. We have so much. Our heroes we see on TV, fictional heroes, has basically educated us on being a man. I can honestly say I I was blessed with two fathers. Never one of them could say they ever taught me how to be a man. Taught me how to survive, but never taught me how to be a man. Right. The absent lessons in a broken home builds an empty tree of fruitful leaves that will never grow on there because the absentness that happened in a broken home. Exactly. And and see, the thing is, too, when we look at this broken home, right? A lot of times, once again, that's the pre- that's the predator's playground. The predator knows the home is broken. The predator knows that the child is in need of attention. The predator knows this. The predator believes that this form of attention that I'm presenting is you know, better is best for this child. The, because the, go ahead. Not not to not to cut you off. The most the most craziest thing mm-hmm. a parent need to admit. The most craziest thing that they gotta hold themselves to at a standard of they have so much of the power and so much of the withdrawal that they don't know they're the reason that the wolf is able to come into that household and break it. And what I mean by that is because the parent nine times out of ten is the one that is allowing a predator to come in that home. Right. Except whether it's a nephew, whether it's a cousin, whether it's a niece, 
whether it's an uncle, a boyfriend, an ex-friend, nine times out of ten, the parent gives the key to the goodies because it could be networking, it could be trying to be a best family, trying to be there, trying to expand the family. But at the end of the day, a lot of these predators get in because the family, the, the, the parent is lacking on what they need to be doing. And exactly. it's true. Exactly. And in, and in this in this story, as we see, there's many different, and I'm, I'm glad you uh, addressed it like that because everything you just said leads into this perfect uh, set of, what I'm going to say next for what develops from that first incident. So let's, let's look at this, right? Now, Tiana is 15 years old. She asks her mom, cause she go over to a friend's house. The friend, a boy from school and her mom doesn't mind because she trusts Tiana and she believes Tiana needs to live and not be held down in the house as she was when she was a little girl. So she trusts that Tiana will make sane decisions as she goes over to her friend's house. Most people would be livid at the fact of a mom letting her 15-year-old daughter go to a 15-year-old boy's house. Most parents would be okay with it because they would say as long as the parent is there, it's okay that she goes over there. In this instance, the parent is not there because the little boy failed to tell Tiana's mom and she failed to ask if there will be a parent there. Because once again, Tiana's mom's main so main purpose is to get Tiana out of her company so she can continue these hot girl summers, winters, springs and falls so she's not really looking into what she needs to look into to make sure that tiana is safe so she brings it there she drops her off call me if anything happens tiana goes inside the little boy welcomes her inside has her sit down you want to drink you want to eat yeah i'll take something to drink or something to eat the boy goes in there gets her something to drink gets her something to eat Hey, you want to listen to some music or watch a movie? Yeah, let's see. We can sit here. Okay. Well, we might as well Netflix and chill, right? Netflix and chill is the new way to basically use the moment for whatever you want to use the moment for in today's society. The terminology is a door opener to cuddling in a nightcap possibly. It's just a door opener for it. Some people may disagree. Some people may agree, but Netflix and chill gives you the time to be able to actually relax in the moment. So let's go forward. They sit down. He turns on the movie. The movie he turns on just so happens to be M-rated again. So he tells Tiana to come a little closer. She comes a little closer. And as the first scene of the movie, boom, another scene where someone is being intimate. He asks her, have you ever done that before? 
no, I've never done that before. I've never had that done to me. So he pauses the movie, and he starts to do what he sees in the movie to her, and now she's okay with it. But there's a little drawback because she has a moment where she remembers Uncle RJ, and Uncle RJ flashes in her head as this boy is beginning to try to do something to her. What? Before I say what actually happened there, what do you think happened there at that moment? I think what happened was um, it was a moment of clarity. And I, what I mean by that is, is that it, it it's one of those times that you have to, like, literally experience. It depends on the family, depends on what's going on at that time. All of those come into play at that moment. So, you know, I, I, just for the time of the story, because it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to guess. I don't want to put my foot between the, you know. I, okay. Just, just, just finish giving me the detail. I'm sorry. I, I just have to. I'm, I'm following the path. I don't. I don't want to put my foot into my mouth. Okay. So, what I'm, what happens here, right? The boy has turned on the M-rated movie. Uncle RJ turned on the M-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Uncle RJ tried to touch her at the time, but this Uncle RJ, as she know it and as we know it, is her uncle. He is an adult. And he is creepy, and this is not cool, and she knows this. But the boy, who she's attracted to, who she likes, is not creepy to her. But in the same instance of him doing what feels okay, she's disgusted because she thinks the same thing that Uncle RJ was doing was disgusting. So now what this little boy is doing to her is disgusting and she doesn't like it. She pushes him away and shoves him away. She says, no, don't touch me. Becomes very upset, becomes very angry, starts to break down and cry. And now this little boy has no idea what's going on or what's happening. So what, what is actually happening mentally to Tiana? Um, she's going through a little love lust. She's going through, you know, um, uh, a teenage emotional thing with her friend, which could, you know, play a factor in what she's dealing with emotionally. And she's also have a creepy uncle that's on that ass trying to, you know, you know, play let's go pop the niece in the in the back room without telling the parents type of thing going on. So it's a conflicted thing. Her hormones is active. So basically this is like a role that's set up and I could pretty much see where this is gonna go because this is how most you know, how most parents with the daughters, once they active with the friend or they see that they have a light towards another boy or, you know, so, you know, all of a sudden they fast and they active now. And, I all, you know, I can already see where that's going on that end. But, you know, for the most part, 
she's an active young teen, and you know she 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 has somebody she's attracted to, and that she wants to be attracted to, and she has the creepy uncle that's creeping her out, and that could just it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, definitely, because in in the, in the instance, in that moment. She has associated the little boy with Uncle RJ. Now, what's actually taking place here, psychologically, and a lot of people don't know, there's a mental break that's taking place. Because every time that she now has a moment like the one she experienced with Uncle RJ with a guy, she's going to be furious. At the moment right. and at the person. She is now psychologically affected by the touch Uncle RJ gave her. So let's fast forward to to 10 more years. Tiana is now married and she struggles with intimacy. She struggles with having conversations with her husband. When her husband tries to touch her sometimes, she snaps. She has fits of anger. She has to see a psychologist for those for the the anger that she experiences. Her husband complains that there are months that they go without any type of intimacy. Sometimes he tries to touch her on the leg or he tries to caress her hair and she breaks down and cries. And pushes him away. She snaps, and she she gets really angry. They don't have no kids because when they do do something, they always have to stop prematurely. What has happened here? Some people think that oh, maybe she has a condition to where she won't don't want to be touched. There's a touch uh, um, condition that when people are touched, they get really irritated. So what happened here? What is Tiana's problem? Why is she not satisfying her husband? Tiana's a bad wife. Tiana needs to be broken up with. Tiana is a terrible person because she can't satisfy the man she's in a relationship with. And people tell her that. Other guys say, I can probably treat you better. Maybe your man is not treating you well. Maybe your man is not doing the things he needs to do for you to make you feel like someone who wants to give to someone else. Maybe you need to get rid of your man and get with me. So Tiana divorces her husband and get with a smooth criminal. But two months into their their relationship, he sees Tiana giving him the same energy when it comes to intimacy. So he breaks up with her. Tiana consistently runs into brick walls with men when it comes to intimate moments. And all of this happened because of a simple touch on the leg by Uncle RJ, systematically destroying this girl who became a woman who was not able to have great relationships because she was touched by Uncle RJ. Her secret 
is buried within her now, and nobody knows it, only she does. Now we see how these secrets and these generations start to begin. What's your your thoughts on that? I mean, pretty much how a lot of, you know, things happen. I feel so bad for Tyana that, you know, it's like basically it affected her so much, her marriage and her personal life up until she became an adult. It's like, you know, it's infringed on Mentally, you know, physically, she's carrying all them weights and, and all that hurt from childhood to adulthood. I can just imagine, you know, what I mean? you know, to which it make it it basically created and made her to some someone that she's not, and that goes back to the beginning where I said you let a predator in, they change your timeline. Exactly, and that's why I do. That's why I did exactly. I went off what you said about the timeline, and I gave a timeline of what happens. And see, this is the problem. <clears throat> a lot of people believe that when a person is molested, there has to be there has to be an insurgent somewhere. There has to be not an insurgent. Excuse me. There has to be some type of penetration involved. There has to be some type of aggressive touching involved. And they believe that this is ultimately what causes the destruction. A lot of times, that's not it. See, what happens in these instances a lot of times is, like I said, the predator sometimes gets their juices flowing off a simple touch, off a simple rub, and that may be all they do. But because of who they are, they're systematically destroying the kid that's involved in this. And when you you play tricks on the mind of a child, the damage is so destroying that it carries on in their adult life. Let's let's switch this and turn Tiana into into <clears throat> turn Tiana into Tommy, who was a boy. Uncle Arjun rubbing on his leg, caressing him and telling him, Hey man, it's all right, you know, Uncle RJ got you. You cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Have you ever had Another guy touch on you, no. And then he's a little bit more accepting because it's a man. Uh, uh, Timmy doesn't have a guy in his life. So he doesn't understand what the love of a man actually is. He doesn't understand what the love of a man actually brings and how it presents itself because he has an absentee dad. So Uncle Arthur puts his arm around him, gives him a hug, rubs his chest a little bit, and kisses him on the cheek. 
Now, to Timmy, this may be the love of a man who actually is presenting himself as a father. Timmy allowed things to go a little bit further. R.J. rubs on him in other places, and this feels awkward. But R.J. starts to reciprocate, and this makes the predator believe that he enjoys the moment, but he doesn't. He's confused. He's upset and he's angry, but still trying to figure out what's going on here. You, you, you know what? You know what? Encouraging a predator or a molester or person to, to keep doing whatever it is they're doing when they like try to prowl or try to approach or try to do anything sneaky with a child. You know what? You know what encouraged them? What's that? The one thing people don't want to admit: silence. Right. The fact that the kid is silence. Yes. The kid got to speak up. A parent have to teach speak up, speak out, speak. Even and the parent can't make the child feel afraid to speak up and speak out. That's what give a predator. R.J. would have never got as far as he went with Tanya down to the darn little the, the the nephew. But you know what they did? One thing that you noticed, they never spoke out. They yeah. never said nothing. And it's not their fault, but that is the most silent approval for a predator. Exactly. When the victim is silenced on the attack or the assault. Exactly. Saying what you're saying. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just had to get that it's, out there. It's, it's cool because that's violent. violent. Excuse me. That's valuable to the direction I'm going in. So we're going we going we going <clears throat> we going fast <clears throat> fast forward Timmy excuse me we going fast forward Timmy's uh story a little bit for, uh, a little bit faster than we did uh, Tiana we we probably done jacked the name up Tiana Tanya she done probably got all different types of names by the by the time we 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 done done with this but Tiana's we don't give out we don't give out anybody private business anyway so it's okay uh, copy copyright infringement copyright business <laughs> so Tiana. It's, we, we, we're done with that side. We understand how it has. But Tommy, because he allowed Uncle RJ to go so far and do the things that he did, Tommy goes to, goes to school. And when he gets into school, he gets around a lot of friends, and his friends want to have a little sleepover with Tommy. Tommy asks his mom. His mom reciprocates. They have the sleepover. While Tommy is having the sleepover with his two male friends, he puts on a movie. Oh, you guys ever seen this before? No, nah, man, we ain't never seen this before. Yeah, come over here, y'all. Come sit next to me. It's a crazy scene, right? It's an intimate scene. As the intimate scene goes on, Tommy grabs one of his homeboys and puts his arm around him. These are children, too. And he asks him, you know, have you ever done anything like that? No, you never done anything like that. And all of a sudden, Tommy kisses his friend in the mouth. Oh, man, what you doing? No, you know, this is how you learn. This is how you got to figure it out. You got to learn by doing it 
organically with me, and then that's how you learn how to do it with a female. This is how you this how you learn how to do it, man. So in that instance, the other boy is looking and saying, "Oh, is this how you do it?" So he turns to kiss him, and then there's a rubbing fest going on at this moment. All started by Tommy. Tommy has now adopted the attitude of Uncle RJ. He's now systematically destroying two other boys. These two other boys go on to start touching on other girls. Those girls start to go on to touch other children. And never in the time that this goes on do these children say they got it from Tommy. Tommy never mentions he got it from RJ. And the generation of hidden secrets continues. And see, a lot of times when kids are doing sexual acts and people who are kids once, they don't know that some of these children that introduced some of these things to them were possibly touched on. They probably just thought those children were highly sexually active or they were freaks. You know, a lot of people call themselves freaks, stuff like that. The little girl who is freaky at 13 possibly was touched on at 11. The little boy who was freaky at 14 possibly was touched on at 10. Someone, somewhere, activated the sexual prowess in these children too early, and now they are continuing on a generation of freakiness without understanding. It initially all started with Uncle RJ. So Uncle RJ says what he's done is never known about. Uncle RJ officially dies. His secret dies with him. He was 60 years old when he died. Tommy and Tiana are now parents. They do the same thing their parents have done. Hot boy summer, hot girl summer, winter, spring, and fall. Never teaching their children how to stay away from predatory people who can systematically destroy them as well. And as you mentioned, that timeline of staying quiet, don't snitch, don't tell nobody, you better not say anything, has turned a generation of kids into predators. See how that works? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The hunter become the hunted. Yes. Or in this case, the hunted become the hunter. Yes, exactly. The hunted becomes the hunters. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. So before we before we end this conversation. What's something that you can give to the time? You gave a lot. I like I like what you said. But what's something else you can give to end it 
to the Tommies and the Tianas of the world and to their parents before I say what I got to say? What's something you can give to them? I, the best jewel I could give to anyone, to the Tommies, Tianas of the world and to a parent, science. That is a predator. Biggest intuition, biggest go ahead, keep doing it, biggest milk silence. Speak up, speak out, and open that line of communication with your kid and vice versa. And always allow them to speak to you. No matter what, prioritize your arguments, your conversations. You know what I mean? We could have a disagreement with this here. Learn to learn, learn to have dialogue with your kids. But silence is what gives a predator the incentive to keep doing what they're doing. You continue to be silent, it continue to happen. Speak up, speak out, and communicate with your kids. And kids communicate with your parents. It's a two-way street. Build dialogue. That's what that comes to. And it starts in the home. Kids don't know how to communicate. Get angry, all retarded and shit, all fucked up. Dialogue. That's what that is. But thank you. That's all I have to say. It was so good speaking, listening, and getting some education from you, Shahir. It's such an honor, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Having mm-hmm. me here to speak is so much insight, and, 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 and thank you for allowing me to be on your platform. You're welcome. You're welcome. Words from, words from Jamal Bowen, guys. Very, very organic words, and that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be an organic conversation. Again, organically, he speaks the way he speaks. He give it to you raw and direct. Speak up, speak out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna build off of speak up, speak out. And what he said, the person who stays silent <clears throat> is the person that the predator preys on the most. Because if you're an active speaking child, the president the predator doesn't want anything to do to you. You're making too much noise. So if you teach your children to be the loudest person in the room when it comes to someone trying to do something to them to destroy their character, they will never be destroyed psychologically. What parents have to understand from this situation and from the way I put the the kids' parents to be is the predator loves the fact that you don't pay your child no attention that you rather do your thing and leave your child to their devices. Every predator watches the parent of those children to figure out how they're going to get to the child. If you're an active parent, if you're a steadfast parent, if you're a parent who's in their child lives and who's focused on their kids, the predator is not going for those children because they know that that parent is right there like a hawk watching their every move. The minute you become disconnected, the minute you become uh, solely focused on your own well-being and selfishly do your own thing, is the minute that that predator is going to swoop in and take off with your kid. This causes a lot of psychological damage. This causes a lot of physical damage. 
And in a lot of instances, it causes suicides and deaths. <clears throat> this is very serious. So hopefully this conversation is one that people hear, one people learn from, one people share and give to others and tell them about it. Because somewhere in America right now, a Tiana is being touched by Uncle RJ. A Tommy is out there touching on other Tianas. And it continues to go on because there is no conversation being had, being had in those situations to kill the predator who has started this from the beginning. Hopefully this conversation makes sense to someone out there. Jamal, thanks again for being on the platform. We thank everyone who took the time to listen to this full uh, phone conversation, to listen to this conversation and to build off it. If you guys want to hear more conversations like this, let me know in the comment section of this video. Let me know in the comment section of this podcast, and we will have another conversation. If you want us to expound on this conversation, Generations of Secrets Part 2 will continue. We'll do it again. Let us know. Until y'all get type of feedback. So y'all want me to come back. I, I, I give you more, but y'all got to give that type of feedback. Y'all have to give feedback. Please comment, share, subscribe. Exactly. And we will definitely have some real and exquisite conversations. Yes, yes. Thank you. So with that said, guys, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Jamal, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your uh, you. Sunday. You're welcome. Um, you guys, out and enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will talk to you next time. Generation of Hidden Secrets. We out of here. Jamal, tell the people peace out. Everyone, have a good one. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Okay. See you again. All right. Peace out.